Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield, our last episode of 2022. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios. Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team are here as well. Coming up today, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. School board member avows to stay on the board after arrest charges have been dropped. Deputy city manager wraps up a 22-year career Career. Mansfield Police Department temporarily moves the jail. Methodist Mansfield honored by a Dallas magazine. Christmas is over, and now you're wondering how to discard your live tree. Stay tuned, we have the answer. And what was your favorite Christmas song this year? We have the results of our online poll. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks in studio with a Mansfield mom who shares her weight loss journey. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth Building Made Simple. Hi, I'm Deputy City Manager Shelley Lanners, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. The Mansfield ISD School Board held a regularly scheduled meeting on Tuesday, December 20th, and opened the meeting with a brief statement from Trustee Bianca Benavides Anderson. I would like to thank Dr. Cantu, school board trustees, administration, staff, and community for your patience. During these very trying times, for a personal matter, my family and I went through. Officially today, this case and the charges have been dismissed against me. I look forward to getting back to the duties and responsibilities of serving the students, staff, and families of Mansfield Independent School District. Thank you. As of Monday, December 26th, there is still a pretrial case against Benavidez Anderson on the criminal court docket scheduled for January 10th at 9 a.m. About Mansfield reached out to Benavidez Anderson for comment and clarification but did not receive a reply. Benavidez Anderson was arrested in October on an assault-causing bodily injury family violence charge. A week later, the MISD board released a statement saying that they do not have the authority to vote on Ms. Benavidez Anderson's continued service 
on the board. Mansfield's Deputy City Manager Shelley Lanners is wrapping up her final days with the City of Mansfield after having served the community for 22 years and capping a 34-year career in public service. I want to talk about what an absolute pleasure it is to serve this community. What an absolute pleasure it is. Now, I will tell you, there's moments that are not pleasurable. There are. But it's the it's the reason that you come back. It's those moments where you think, goodness, why am I doing this? And then you remember. And you remember, we build great facilities, and we have a great community, and we have great people who live here. And on the moments when I would think, gosh, what, why, why in the world? Why, why does anybody ever want to be a public servant? And then I remember it's because you serve the public. Lanners attributed her work ethic to her papa and wanting to make him proud. Lanners began her 22-year career with the city of Mansfield in Parks and Recreation back in August of 2000. She has served multiple roles, including Recreation Superintendent, Parks and Recreation Director, Community Services Director, and Deputy City Manager. In recognition of Lanners' contributions to Mansfield, the city will name the Parks and Recreation and Convention and Visitors Bureau Administrative Offices on Matlock Road, the Shelley D. Lanners Administrative Offices in her honor. Lanners' last day with the city is officially January 6th. With Lanners' retirement comes some changes in the city leadership. Assistant City Manager Vanessa Ramirez started her new job on Tuesday. Ramirez comes to us from Odessa, where she served in the city attorney's office and as the deputy director of public works. She is the first Latina to serve on our city's management team. Ramirez is an attorney and is licensed to practice in the state and federal courts. Meanwhile, Chief Financial Officer Troy Lestina will assume the role of deputy city manager. The man- Mansfield Police Department announced that our city's jail services will be temporarily relocated to the Everman Jail, located at 404 West Enon Avenue in Everman. The move clears the jail on Heritage Parkway and makes way for the construction of a new building, which will include all of Mansfield's police services and a new jail. The construction will be starting soon, and there is no word on when the project will be completed. Methodist Mansfield Medical Center and the City of Mansfield were honored by DCEO Magazine for helping build a satellite campus for the Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center School of Nursing. The magazine awarded the Satellite Nursing School Campus its Outstanding Real Estate Project as part of its 2022 Excellence in Healthcare Awards. The award recognizes the partnership's investment in addressing the regional nursing shortage. The Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center School of Nursing Satellite Campus opened last August and offers a top-tier nursing education, including one-on-one clinical training and mentorship opportunities. The first class of nursing graduates celebrated their BSN with the Mansfield community on December 3rd with a lamp lighting ceremony. Well, Christmas 2022 is a thing of the past, and the last thing on your to-do list is to take the tree down. But what to do with it if it's a live tree? The Christmas tree drop-off allows Mansfield residents to discard their trees for free. The location is the parking lot of the Home Depot along 287, and it runs daily from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You will need to remove all ornaments, lights, tinsel, tree stands, and any plastic. The trees will be mulched up for mulch madness. Flocked and artificial trees cannot be mulched and will not be accepted. 
The Christmas tree drop-off started on Monday and runs through January 20th. So what was your favorite Christmas song this year? It turns out that Mansfield residents that took our informal online poll liked the classics, such as White Christmas, which took the top honors with 33% of the votes, followed by Oh Holy Night, Little Drummer Boy, and Feliz Navidad. The poll was conducted last week on the About Mansfield Facebook group. If you have a comment about the show, you know, the good, the bad, or the ugly, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. Or by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's news at aboutmansfield.com. Thursday, December 29th is National Pepper Pot Day. Now, I know you thinking, Steve, you're just making this stuff up. But this one is true and dates back to the 1700s when pepper pot soup was virtually unknown. National Pepper Pot Day is celebrated every year on December 29th. It is meant to celebrate the Philadelphia pepper pot soup, which is a thick soup made of beef tripe, vegetables, and of course, seasoned heavily with peppercorns. According to popular folklore, The pepper pot soup became a staple in the American Revolutionary War because of Christopher Ludwig, a baker general of the Continental Army. The baker worked in Philadelphia and was a great friend of President George Washington. During the war in 1777, the winters were harsh and the farmers refused to sell food to the Continental Army and instead sold it to the British. Baker General Ludwig's primary task was to bake bread for the troops. But in this scenario, there was no grain to eat. And faced with the prospect of starvation, President George Washington put Ludwig in charge of feeding his men. That's when Ludwig presented the pepper pot soup. The soup is what the army ate to survive that winter. It's how it earned its nickname, the soup that won the war. Let's find out if it's going to be a good week to make homemade soup or not as we head on over to the weather desk. Check out the week's forecast with Colleen. Actually, Steve, we just finished a week of perfect soup weather. This week is headed into weather that might be more suited to firing up the grill. There are no temperatures below freezing in this week's forecast. We'll have a slight chance of some rain Thursday through Saturday. We're looking at a high of 67 degrees on Wednesday, 70 degrees Thursday, 66 degrees Friday, 66 degrees Saturday, 68 degrees Sunday, 61 degrees Monday, and 57 degrees on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb revisits LED Christmas lights. Want to stay on track and feel more productive in the new year? I'm Angel Biasati, and we'll share some tips in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Have you ever wondered about how solar panels might positively or negatively affect your home's value and complicate resale? I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. We'll explore just that in the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will have you stepping up your New Year's Eve cocktail of choice. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology 
to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Erin Webster, who was the first person to email the correct answer to our last trivia question, which was simply to email the words Merry Christmas to us. And Erin did just that and has won a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular about Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a local eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at Joe Jenkins Insurance. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, just like our previous question, this week's trivia exercise is very simple. Be the first person to email the words Happy New Year to trivia at aboutmansfield.com and you will win the $25 gift card. Again, be the first person to email the words Happy New Year to trivia at aboutmansfield.com and you will win the $25 gift card. Good luck and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance 
for the gift card. Hi, I'm Adam Larson, operations manager at the Mansfield Star Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk, where roving science reporter Dennis Webb revisits LED Christmas lights. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. I really like Christmas tree lights once they're on the tree. I dislike the wires, as cables are usually the weak reliability link in any system. But tangles and broken connections are just a part of modern life with technology. My mother grew up on her parents' ranch in Wyoming, initially without electricity. Her parents were Swedish immigrants who brought centuries of Christmas traditions with them, including a a Christmas tree lighted with candles. Mama would go with her dad up in the hills and select and harvest a suitable tree that would end up in their small living room, decorated with many things, including candles on little metal clips. Candles helped illuminate the ornaments when the sun went down. As the potential for a candle catching the tree on fire was a recognized risk, the candles were only lit while the family was in the room and carefully extinguished. Over several hundred years in Europe, this risk and the required safety discipline was well understood an actual part of the Christmas tradition. Some house fires from burning Christmas trees were doubtless from some people replacing the safety discipline part of the tradition with the too much of the liquid holiday spirit part of the tradition. In the 1880s, electrical genius and inventor Thomas Edison's team experimented with putting electrical lights on a Christmas tree and produced some initial products. They were expensive, and there were sometimes electrically started tree fires. For years, such lights were used mostly in public displays, installed and operated by electricians. The first White House electrically lit tree was ceremonially illuminated in 1895 by President Grover Cleveland. Christmas lights were sold to the American masses after 1910 with a device called Safe Lights that could be cheaply manufactured and didn't burn very much. These were still light bulbs screwed into sockets on a length of wire cable. When a light bulb went out, you replaced it with a new one. The many incandescent light strings I grew up with were first manufactured in 1966, and they dropped the sale price even further and encouraged people to put hundreds of lights on a single tree, which many of us did. Today, most string lights are LEDs or light-emitting diodes, a technology from the semiconductor industry. The light-emitting diode works this way. Electrical current is pushed through a tiny piece of silicon semiconductor that has been doped with various other elements. Inside the semiconductor, the electrons recombine with what is called an electron hole, causing the molecules to emit photons or particles of light. With a lot of electrons, it makes a lot of photons, making a bright light. Different doping elements produce different colors of light, generally a single wavelength. There is no way to make white light directly from a single LED, so the white LED lights you see are either clusters of tiny red, green, and blue LEDs, or they are the cheapest blue LEDs covered with a phosphor that converts the blue photons into a variety of other wavelengths to make what we see as white light. Physics is weird, but if you're smart, you can do wonderful things with physics. Fortunately, most of us don't have to think about it and just buy them. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Best holiday wishes to you and yours from the science desk at About Mansfield. I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here with some productivity tips for the new year in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? Did you know sticking to a routine 
and a consistent schedule can create a productive mindset, help ward off distractions, and be healthy for your body. First, divide each day into time slots from 30 to 90 minutes depending on the tasks that can be completed in that time. Try the Pomodoro Technique, a time management strategy developed in the 80s. It alternates 25-minute periods of focused work, no procrastination, no distractions, with 5 to 10-minute breaks, followed by a longer break after the fourth Pomodoro. These breaks are critical as a buffer, even if it's just for a few minutes, for a bathroom break, grab a snack, or simply to walk away from the task at hand. Maintain that routine for a week. At the end of the week, check to see how your body has responded to keeping a regular schedule. Next, prioritize your goals to identify what needs doing first. Make a list, include your personal goals and your professional goals. Write a to-do list. Order each task by complexity, relevance, and urgency. Make your list prior to the workday so you begin with a fresh start. Next, ensure you make time to sleep and allow your brain a rest so it can reorganize. Listen to your body to tell if you need more or less sleep. Try for six to eight hours of sleep, which most adults need. Also understand, there's no such thing as catching up on a sleep deficit. Oversleeping can also be detrimental to your well-being. Take time to eat. Too often, physical fitness and eating become afterthoughts. It's a chore we just fit into our daily routines without thinking about it. Diet and exercise directly impacts our ability to deal with stress. Set aside time to exercise and do something you enjoy rather than something you dread. Find a partner who makes fitness not just bearable but enjoyable and keeps you accountable. Eating healthy doesn't have to be an ordeal. Bring a healthy snack from home, fruits, vegetables, so you don't have to resort to vending machine fare. Find time on the weekends to meal plan. Spare yourself the daily stress of last-minute dinner prep or fast food. Get outdoors and enjoy the environment. And remember, drink plenty of water. Both will improve your health mentally and physically. It is time well spent. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Realtor Beth Steinke is here and shines a light on solar panels in the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth? Let's set the stage. It's a random Thursday evening and the solar panel salesperson shows up at your door unexpectedly and tells you that adding solar panels to your home will add value and lower or eliminate your electricity bill. They dazzle you with information and news articles affirming that position. But does an investment in solar panels really add value to a home in practice? I almost avoided bringing you this topic because I definitely don't want to rile up all of the solar panel owners out there, but the question came from two listeners, Crystal and Caitlin, and it is a worthy discussion. When my clients ask, I share with them the cold hard facts about selling a home with solar panels and the mountain of difficulties that can come with it. The way I see it, there are two reasons someone might opt to invest in solar panels. That is to save money or to save the environment. 
I will leave the controversy of the environmental impact of mining rare earth minerals required to build the panels to another podcaster for another time. And today, focus on the financial aspect of solar panels and the impact to your home's value. There are two basic ways to have panels installed on your home. You can lease them with a monthly payment that increases year over year, or you can purchase them typically on an installment payment plan. The financial investment for a typical Mansfield house ranges from around $25,000 up to approximately $50,000. If you buy the battery backup system to maintain power when the rest of your neighbors lose power, that will run you an additional $18,000 to $25,000. Overall, that is one heck of a financial investment in your home and worthy of significant thought and research. Solar owners, in effect, swap their electric bill for their solar panel payment. I've seen those payments range from around 120 a month all the way up to and even over 300 a month. Some of my clients have had systems that required them to purchase additional power, usually in the winter months, on top of their panel payment. Some solar agreements limit who you can buy that power from and require you to use the solar company for your additional power needs and prohibiting you from shopping around for the best rates. Here's the million-dollar question. Do solar panels add value to your home? At this time in North Texas, we are not seeing buyers add any value to homes with solar panels. This may not be true for other parts of the country. In fact, in California, their electric company's policy is to charge higher and higher rates as you use more electricity each month. So it's not uncommon to have a $500 to $600 electric bill during the summer months. I know this from my own personal experience. For every week we ran our air conditioner, we could add $100 a week to our baseline bill of $250. I can see how a $300 a month payment might be advantageous in that situation, but that is not the situation here in North Texas. So the monthly cost savings is far more modest and buyers can and will do the math. Please understand that buyers do not want to assume your loan or lease payments for a decision they did not get to make. Now let that sink in. So where does that leave you when you're ready to sell and move? It is highly likely that your agent will have to work far harder to convince someone to buy your house with that extra payment than the house down the street for sale. The last house I sold with solar panels, I had to become quite the expert solar panel salesperson to convince a buyer to commit to that. And we usually have several failed deals before we finally get a buyer that is fully informed and on board with the panel payment. So it takes far longer to get to closing. In the end, you can expect to have to financially incentivize the buyer to absorb that payment by either lowering your price, giving a credit at closing, or more commonly paying off the panels at closing out of your sale proceeds, which we have seen multiple times. So you just paid $25,000 to $50,000 so that the next owner can have virtually free electricity for the next 15 to 20 years. How nice for them. Wow, right? That sure isn't what the solar panel salesperson said at your door that night, but I promise you that's exactly what we see in practice. My recommendation is simple. If you see yourself living in this home for the next 20 to 30 years, then it may make financial sense for you to make the solar panel investment and reap the benefits. But all too often, life happens, jobs are lost or transferred, families grow and shrink, and we need to move. The average family moves every five to seven years. On the flip side, I have several clients who love their solar panel systems. They asked about the risk versus rewards and made an informed decision. All I ask is that you do the same. Reach out to your trusted real estate professional and ask them. Then go into that decision with your eyes wide open. Now let's get to the Mansfield real estate market update for this week. 
As of Tuesday, June 28th, there are 93 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. That is three times as many homes available as we saw just two months ago. Homes range from a 1,900-square-foot mobile home for $260, with the list topping out at a brand-new listing with almost 7,200 square feet for $2.4 million. I'm excited to report that there are 10 homes priced under $350. Buyers, it's time to get back out there. You have many more homes to choose from today. 21 homes sold last week at an average of 102% of list price. Are there real estate topics that you want to learn more about? Send us a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is here with the Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the White Winter Cosmopolitan. Today, I'm continuing my series on Christmas-themed cocktails to drink during this holiday season. And once again, thanks to Town & Country for having all the great choices. My family went through and tried all of these, and these were our favorites. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out the instructions and ingredients and posting them on our website, bourbongospel.com. The ingredients, you're going to take three-fourths of an ounce of Cointreau or orange liqueur, commonly known as triple sec. Two ounces of a good vodka, three-fourths of an ounce of fresh lime juice, and a quarter of an ounce of white cranberry juice. You're going to add all the ingredients into a shaker, shake until well chilled, strain into a coupe or cocktail glass, and garnish with cranberries. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me always at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But say it with me, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the studios of Podcast Mansfield in Mansfield, Texas. And in the studio today is a Mansfield resident and a local rock star. Now, now she's not your typical rock star because you're not going to see her on stage playing a guitar or, or, or maybe even, well, maybe a, maybe a tambourine in her husband's band. But, um, but in the studio today, Ashley Russell, thank you and welcome to About Mansfield. I'm so excited. This is fun. We're going to get very, very personal with you. You've already agreed to that. And just so our listeners know that, oh my gosh, that's a very personal question. But uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. You're ready. Yep. All right. Let's jump right into it. Your current age is? I am 38 years old. You're 38 years old. You've got a husband, Brad, and three boys. Boys, yes. They are 11, 13, and 16. What is your current height? I am five four. You're five foot four, yes. and, and your weight is. I am one thirty. One hundred thirty. Do you yes. know what your BMI is? I know my body fat percent is twenty right now. You weigh one hundred thirty pounds. Yes. This is not the most you've ever weighed, though. No, absolutely not. At what weight was 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 your peak? When I was at my peak, I don't think I weighed. But whenever I very first started my weight loss journey, I was at 246 pounds. 246? Yes. Yes, sir. I, I probably weighed more than that at some point, but I avoided the scale. I... That's more than I thought. Really? I've seen before and after photos of you. 
and this is actually the first time you've ever told me the the peak of your weight, yes. 246. I was guessing a little over 200, but 246. Yes. At what age did you start your your weight loss journey? I was 32 years old. Um, so it has been about six years now. And you've lost 120 pounds. Yes. You've lost an entire Ashley. That's insane to think about. Yes, it is. Describe a typical day of 246-pound Ashley. Well, I was a mom of three younger kids, and a lot of my time was obviously spent taking care of my kids and just feeding them and, you know, playing with them. But I didn't really focus on my own health and well-being. I was just all about the kids all the time. And um, I didn't work out or anything back then. I didn't really eat to be healthy. I just ate whatever was easy and simple and quick. So, um like most moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're taking care of the little ones, you don't pay attention to yourself. Right. You start eating their leftover chicken nuggets or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Obviously, something inside you said, I need a change. What what happened? So it's funny when people ask me about my weight loss journey because it really didn't have anything to do with weight at the beginning. At the beginning, I went to kind of a... I went to a self-help program that was written by Dr. Phil McGraw, mm -hmm. and um, that's where it really clicked for me. That's where things started changing in my heart and in my mind. I feel like I kind of needed to get rid of the junk inside before I started working on my outside appearance and my body and my health, you know. Um, so... It really started with just finding my own worth, honestly, um, and knowing that I am worth taking some time out of my day to exercise or to make healthier meals, or it's not always just all about the kids, like they need a healthy mom. And so it really started out inside rather than physically for my weight loss. So it had a lot to do with self-confidence yes. in, in yourself. How long did it take you to get from... 246 to 130. It's been a journey. Like I have had times where it's been up a little bit and down a little bit. It's really a forever journey, to be honest. I mean, um, it took me, honestly, it took me about 10 months to lose 100 pounds. And, and That's fast. It, ha it? it happened super fast. And then I kind of uh, leveled out a little bit. And then I gained a little back. And then I lost a little. So it, it's just, it's a forever roller coaster. And I'm just, you know, trying to do the best I can every day, get a little bit better every single day. It's, I, I think when people say, you know, how long did it take? It's forever, really. Sure. You know, I mean, you always can be a little bit better than you were the day before. So I feel like I'm forever growing and learning things still. But the first year, I lost a lot of weight pretty quick. And so the 100 pounds over 10 months, uh, it, no surgery? No, no. How'd you do it? I started simple. I started just walking and then... Um, I did that for a couple of months, and then I went into Zumba and yoga, some group classes like that. And then I found weight training, so I, I thought lifting weights was super fun and 
I felt strong. And then now I'm into CrossFit. So it's kind of been like it started super simple with just walking, taking the first step, literally, you know, just taking the first step and then started moving up from there. Do you have a trainer right now? I don't. I go to CrossFit, so okay. they kind of write your exercises for you. Um, we have a coach, is what they call them. But gotcha. um, and CrossFit's here in Mansfield. Yes. You want to give them a little shout out? Yeah, CrossFit Mansfield. And yes. Where are they located? They are on right downtown by the lot. Actually, it's fun times. You should try it. You should try it. <laughs> I should. I should try it. How do you stay motivated? Oh man, everybody asks this so question. So how do you because because you don't obviously want to go back to where you were. Right. But you still have you got to maintain what you have. Yes. So the the thing is I don't stay motivated. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I was not motivated to get out in this freezing weather this morning and go to the gym and I was not ma- motivated to make healthy choices for lunch today, but I'm dedicated is what I am and and that's because motivation fades, you know what I'm saying? So if there's some motivation feeling good, because I didn't even realize when I was 245 pounds, I didn't realize how bad I felt. And now that I feel good and feel healthy and energized and strong, um, you know, that's motivation. Once you know, you start seeing progress, that's motivation, but that's going to fade. I mean, your motivation's going to fade. It's just you have to be dedicated to being the best version of yourself. The transformation, though, not only involves the weight training, the uh, CrossFit, and the, 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 but it also involves, heavily involves diet. Yes, for sure. And yes. You mentioned, uh, you know, eating the kids' leftover chicken nuggets and, and the, the before, Ashley. What, what's your diet like nowadays? Well, it's really when I when you break it down to the simplest form, it's calories in versus calories out. Like you have if you want to lose weight, you need to be in a deficit. Right. So whatever diet works for whoever that will keep you in a deficit is what's going to work for you. So I um, have done a lot of things. I started out just counting calories and making sure I was burning more calories than I was eating. Um, And then I got into counting macros, which is a whole nother ball game. It's like carbs, fats, and protein. It's it's crazy. But now um, I know what to eat. So I just kind of eat what I know fuels my body, fuels my workouts, and makes me feel good. And this lifestyle, has it transformed over to your husband and your kids? It has. It has. It took a while, though. It really did, which that's a struggle, or it was a struggle for me because... You know, I would go on a date night with my husband and he would get like an appetizer and a meal and a dessert. And I'm like, oh, I want to eat all that. But, you know, you can enjoy things in moderation. But now they are a lot more active with me. Brad started coming to CrossFit with me and, you know, they see me feeling good and they've started, you know, making better choices themselves, too. So that's good. Undoubtedly, someone out there is a woman or, or, or perhaps a man that uh, may be struggling with, with weight right now. What's the best advice that you can give someone who is, is struggling right now? Well, my favorite thing that I've learned throughout this whole thing, and it, it's a quote, I think it's on shirts or memes or something like that, but it's uh, fall down seven times and stand up eight. And it's because 
we're all going to fail. Yeah. You know, sometimes I have more than two cookies after dinner. You know, the thing (laughs) is, you have to just stand back up and start fresh the next meal. Don't wait till the next Monday or the next day. That's what that's why diets fail, because people make one bad choice and then are filled with guilt. You know, so they're just like, screw it. I've ruined the whole day anyway, so I might as well just eat whatever. Um but if you just make a better choice the next time and just don't quit, it's, that's all it is. Because I've failed a million times. I've ate the wrong things. I've went to the fair and got all the fried foods. But then the next meal, I eat something healthy that I know will nourish my body and make me feel good. So my biggest advice is to give yourself grace, honestly, because we're all going to mess up. It's just starting the next meal fresh, you know? So I don't have to give up Bluebell ice cream? No, no. never, Yay. never. Millennium Crunch. <laughs> Yum. With a squirt of Hershey's chocolate syrup on top. No caramel? Mm, no. What about a cherry? Nope. No cherry no. on top? No, what? But, but also when I'm putting the, when I'm going to put the, the syrup back in the ref, in the refrigerator, yes. uh, first I get a little squirt in the mouth. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> you have an online presence on YouTube, do you know? You have your yes. own YouTube channel. Yes, I do. It's fun. Talk about it. Okay. I So whenever I started losing weight, honestly, I had never worn makeup or really fixed myself up or anything. When I started losing weight and feeling good, I wanted to be kind of girly. So I started a space. Like I said, I have three boys. So I started a space just for other women to talk about girly things, makeup and weight loss and food and all the fun stuff that us girls like to chit chat about. So um, that's what I do on YouTube. And how can people find it? Is there a... It's TX Mommy of Boys. So Texas Mommy of Boys. TX Mommy of Boys. Yes. Is the YouTube channel. Yes. Where they can find out all about Ashley Russell. Yes. Not only are you a rock star locally, but your husband's a rock star too. He is. So your husband is Brad Russell. Yes. And he in town plays uh, not only around Mansfield, but around the Metroplex Uh in Fort Worth and and whatnot. The Brad Russell Band. Yes. And uh, he's a rock star in in himself. It's uh, super cool because it's um, it's his dad plays the bass and then our 16-year-old plays the drums. So it's kind of like three of them, the three generations of Russell boys. It's, it's cute. And your boys, so while you were going through this transformation, your boys are homeschooled. They are, yes. And you're the teacher. Yes, we're on year 10. Actually, ten this years of homeschool. Year. Yes, and were were you finding any any roadblocks while you're trying and focusing on 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 losing weight and getting fit? Yeah, uh, but you also have to focus on your your boys being right. uh, being homeschooled. They're, it is it, it's it is hard to juggle it all, but I think. Um, you know, setting aside one hour of my day, and I do it before the boys wake up. So I work out early in the morning, and I also meal prep on the weekends. So I don't really have to cook a lot during the week. But um, I think just finding a little bit of time has actually helped our relationship. I'm not as stressed. It honestly helps me let go of some, some anxiety to work out. And... Um, I don't know. It's just making yourself important. You know, you have to be, you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of others, right? Absolutely. Ashley Russell, as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, you're a rock star. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, 
appreciate you coming on About Mansfield today. This was awesome. I loved it. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another outstanding Mansfield resident, and you will just have to tune in to find out who it is. As always, this is the place where you'll hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel B. Asadi. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2023. And this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.